Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my loves. I'm so excited to be here. Today, I'm going to share the 10 things I did to call in soulmate love And often when we think about relationships, we get really clear about what we want in the other person. And the advice that I give my clients is focus on the feeling. How do you want to feel in your relationship rather than characteristics, you know, successful, charismatic, et cetera, all the superficial things. Because just because someone ticks all the boxes and is good on paper does not mean that this person is going to make you feel safe and secure and seen. So the first thing that I did was I took responsibility for my role in unfulfilling relationships. Okay, it takes two to tango. And even if your ex was abusive or he was quote unquote a narcissist, we hear this all the time. You guys, statistically, not everybody could have dated a narcissist. Not all of your exes get to be a narcissist. Let's just be really clear about that. We need to understand what our role was in it. Now, this isn't about victim blaming or anything like that. What I mean by that is if he was ultimately abusive you taking radical responsibility for your role in that situation could have been, uh, there was some red flags before he became physically abusive that I didn't pay attention to. And maybe not even a red flag. You knew in your gut, your body, the feminine intuition, you just knew that he was not the right person for you, that you actually felt a little bit uneasy in his presence yet, because perhaps because he ticked the boxes, you moved forward with the relationship and you didn't trust yourself. I'm speaking from experience. I actually did that, right? So I have to take radical responsibility for my role in allowing myself to be in a relationship that wasn't actually healthy. Number two is I did the work and I continue to do the work every single day. Doing the work is now just a part of my life. But sometimes we do the work in air quotes to get to an ultimate destination. Like I want to have a relationship. So let's say you get out of an unhealthy relationship and you're like, okay, I'm going to heal. I'm going to do the work for the next six months until I get into a new relationship. Nuh-uh, that's not how it works. You need to continue to do the work. One of the reasons that Dan and I have an incredible relationship is that we are both always doing the work. We are always working on ourselves. Now, It's really important to note that we're not doing this from a place of like, I'm broken and I'm not worthy of a relationship unless I do work. No, it's coming from a place of overflowing self-love that if I want to live my biggest life, I need to expand and grow myself. 
Number three is I forgave my ex and myself. So in regards to your ex, that forgiveness piece is so important because if you have not forgiven your ex, you will carry that resentment or whatever trauma that you experienced in that past relationship into your future relationships. And in fact, when you meet this new amazing person that wants to be in your life, you're not going to be able to see them for who they truly are because it's going to be tainted by the resentment and anger or the hurt from the past. So that's really important. And in regards to forgiving yourself, it's the same thing. If you have guilt and shame about past relationship, you are going to take that energetic vibration with you into the next relationship and you know someone in their healthy masculine or feminine is going to not be attracted to that if you are holding like resentment towards yourself because your vibration will be resentment or lack of self-worth and when you have a lack of self-worth or lack of self-love you cannot attract someone who's going to be able to fully see you and adore you for the divine being that you are. Number four is I stayed single. So I gave myself time to heal, to integrate, to learn, and to truly be on my own. This is so important that we are not going from relationship to relationship because we are what I call like we're carrying energetic debris into our next relationship. We haven't even fully processed the relationship that we were in a couple weeks ago and we're already in love with someone else like no there is a lack of self-respect really I'm just going to call it when you don't give yourself time to heal and to really learn what you needed to learn from that previous relationship if you don't give yourself the opportunity to learn then how are you going to improve in the next relationship how do you expect the next relationship to be better than the last relationship if you're not willing to integrate any of the lessons so it's so important to give yourself that time to truly be on your own and this also means you know I know some people are not going to want to hear it, but abstaining from casual sex because the, again, going through the energetic debris, you know, when you have sex with someone, you know, this might be an extreme way of looking at it, but I see it as you're becoming the other person. So I always advise my clients, like, don't sleep with someone you wouldn't want to become because you literally, your energies become one. And if you believe in the concept of emotional contagion in brain sync, which we know are factual things, and that's just through conversation and being by in physical proximity, then how much do you think the person that you are being intimate with is impacting your energy and your overall vibration? So for me, when I say single, I mean truly single, no sleeping around. And the other thing is someone who's very clear and in their power can pick up on if you've got a lot of messy and chaotic energy around you. If you're just sleeping with everyone, but you want to call in a divine masculine or divine feminine, they can pick up on that muddiness. They can pick up on the, there's a lot of unfinished business. And I can, I certainly can pick up on that in men when there's just too much other feminine energy around him. And I'm not even willing to go there. Okay. So a quality man or woman is going to want you to be energetically clear 
before they get into a relationship with you. Number five, I got clarity. I decided exactly how I wanted to feel in the relationship and the kind of relationship I wanted for my daughter. So this was huge because, you know, and I think that's probably one of the reasons I didn't like fuck around with this was because I had a a child and I know the impact of a revolving door, what that does to your child. Like there was no way I was going to just let any guy into my life. I wanted to get really clear on how I wanted to feel in my relationship because in my previous relationship, the guy ticked all the boxes. He was perfect on paper. Yeah. I felt alone. I felt lonely. I felt judged. I felt unseen. So in this relationship, I wanted to feel truly safe. I wanted to feel accepted and I wanted him to love my daughter like she was his own. And so I got really clear about even the relationship and the dynamic that they would have. And I just wasn't willing to settle for less. Number six, I traded short-term gratification for long-term fulfillment. What I mean by that was I said no to dates, um, to opportunities for temporary comfort and companionship with men that I knew were not value aligned. This is freaking massive. So this is about, you know, keeping yourself energetically clear, but also like valuing yourself. So I could have dated a lot of guys. I could have had temporary enjoyment. I could have had nights out in the town. I could have had nice dinners with guys. I could have had that, but I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to just take up time, right? I wasn't going to use time. Number one, I had a daughter that was too important to me that I wasn't just going to be dating a guy that I didn't see a future with. And I realized that, you know, as I entertain someone that I know is not a full body, yes, I am standing in the way and I'm just creating time and space between the man who is a full body, yes. So if he wasn't a full body, yes, why was I just doing this temporary thing? It was almost like it was a soothing mechanism, right? And so I see a lot of people do this in between a relationship. It's like, oh, he's just a good time. And I'm not saying that you can't have periods of that. Sometimes that's quite healthy. And if you have your energetic boundaries and you you have your physical boundaries and you know how to navigate that, that's fine. But oftentimes we don't know how to navigate that. And we do get very emotionally entangled and connected with someone who is not good for us. We knew they weren't good for us. We knew they were only for a good time, but we didn't know how to hold on because it triggered a lot of like wounded inner child within us, which is beyond the scope of this uh, podcast. But this is why what we think feels like entertainment ends up six months, a year, a two year um, what's it, what do they call it? Like situationship, like bleh, like how disrespectful to yourself to be even in something like that. And also to your children. And again, like for me, the people I spend time and energy with, like, I know that the people I'm with, I bring home a little piece of that energy. And unless it's a high caliber person, it's going to be a hell no from me because I'm not bringing that home to my child. I just wasn't willing to do that. Which leads me to point seven is I got comfortable being alone. So this is 
huge because when we feel lonely, a lot of times we end relationship because we feel lonely. Like for example, that's literally one of the reasons my last significant relationship ended was because even though I had a partner, I felt so alone. I felt so lonely. And when you feel lonely, what do you do? You want companionship. And so you're afraid to be alone. But one of the most profound questions that I always held onto was, if I couldn't stand being alone with myself, why would anybody else? Think about that. If I didn't enjoy my own company, just me as I am, why would anybody else? See, you have to learn to enjoy you for you in the essence of you. If you truly want your partner to truly appreciate you for you and nothing else, right? To give you his or her undivided attention to be fully captivated by you. If you can't even give yourself that, why why do we think that someone else should give it to us if we can't even give it to ourselves? Okay, so now this point is more about now when I thought I met someone that could be potentially uh, a mate, which ended up being Dan, okay? I allowed him to pursue Now, this is important with maintaining the feminine and masculine dynamics in relationship. Again, I don't like to make blanket statements and saying that if you are forward, then you've like fucked up the dynamics and now this relationship can't work. This isn't for everyone. I'm just sharing my lived experience and maybe it can be useful for you. So what I mean by that is I didn't necessarily play games. No, 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 not necessarily. I did not play games, but I needed him to demonstrate that he was the type of person that would be a good fit for me and for my daughter. So I needed him to show me first. I wasn't just going to surrender to the relationship without him actively pursuing me and actively demonstrating how he could be there to support me and my, my daughter. So that was so important. And the other thing too is tying in the feminine and masculine dynamics to it is that men love or the masculine love to pursue. Okay. They want that. So sometimes when we just give it up too easy, there's no other nice way to say it, but like when we're just like too easy about it, we lose, they lose their interest in us because we lose our attraction. We do not we're not as desirable. Think about how many times that there's been a one night stand or you just, it just happens so quickly that the guy loses interest. I mean, we see this all the time. This isn't a new phenomenon. This is just how it works. Now, again, I'm not saying across the board. I do know some relationships that basically started as a one night stand and they are still together. Are they the happiest of relationships? Um, no, but they have stood the test of time, right? So like I said, there's no blanket statement. I'm just sharing my perspective on this. Number nine, this is so important. I became a queen that a king could trust, respect, and lean on. I was an asset, not a liability, Okay, so this is about me evolving into the woman or removing the layers of toxic programming so that I could reveal the divine woman that I am at my core. 
That's essentially what it is. It's, you know, we often say we want this quality person in our life, in our life, but are we the quality person? We say, I'm going to give you an example. We say we want a family man. Like I want him to be like successful, spiritual, handsome, healthy, a good father. I want him to be all these things, but you're out clubbing every night. The man that you just described, would you be the type of woman that he would be attracted to? Will you be his peace? Will you be his shoulder to lean on? What are you bringing to the table exactly? Now, this isn't about looks and this isn't about monetary um, stuff. This is about you being a quality woman. And you being a quality woman is less about what you do, right? And more about how you feel about you. If you don't feel like you are an asset, if you don't feel like you are a divine woman, again, why are we expecting him to mirror that for you when you don't see that in yourself? So this is why the inner work is so, so, so important. Because if I didn't see myself as a queen first, why would I expect him to mirror that back to me? So guys, this is the importance of going and really working on our confidence, healing our shit, really embodying the highest level of self-worth so that it only makes sense that when the guy sees you, he's like, damn, I want her. She's confident. She's beautiful. She's all of the things. But let me make a very important distinction here. You could have two women standing next to each other that look the exact same, that have all the same other characteristics, but one is vibrating confidence and one is not. One is vibrating lack of self-worth. He, if he is in his healthy masculine, he will gravitate to the confident one. Actually, he will gravitate towards her even if she is not aesthetically pleasing or as beautiful as the other woman if he is in his healthy masculine. This is the, the power of inner work. This is the importance of us doing this healing work. And number 10, and which is what I continue to do in my relationship to maintain this relationship with my soulmate, is I create and maintain polarity, okay? So I allow him to be in his masculine by choosing, emphasis on choosing, to be in my feminine, okay? Because I, I'm quite, I have a good range in my masculine and my feminine. So I can be very much in my masculine. I can be very much in, in my feminine. But I choose to be in my feminine. Because if I'm in my masculine right away, we cause depolarization. We are not attracted to each other. We become friends. We become roommates. It is not the same anymore. So I choose and I let him lead. And again, that's beyond the scope of this podcast. I'll talk about uh, allowing the man to lead and how that doesn't mean that you're submissive or inferior, but that this is creating balance and attraction and connection within your relationship. So those are the 10 things that I did to attract Dan into my life. They are things that I continue to work on. I mean, even some of them about being on my own, like that's still important to maintaining a good relationship. Even now taking responsibility, taking radical responsibility for, you know, the, the challenges in my relationship, you know, all of these principles that I've shared are things that you can do to 
call in a soulmate love, but also that we can be doing to maintain or to grow a really loving and fulfilling relationship with the person that we're with now. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright. <laughs>